You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Welcome to Carmen and Lima's movie podcast. It's brought to you by Extend Technologies. Mm. I'm kidding. Uh, Christmas party today. You excited? I didn't know this was a Christmas party. Yeah. What do you mean? This is more like a luncheon. It has not been presented as a Christmas party. That is not a Christmas party. It's low key. Uh, I know that a, a lot of stations are. I know the Odyssey in New York is doing it, like a luncheon. Oh, okay, it's a luncheon. Well, that's so now very should nice. I feel like I have to go because I had no plans to go. No, you don't have to. I was seeing if you were festive or not. Owen's not festive. Hell no. None of us were festive. They no. were like, wear festive things. I'm like, I'm not. This is what you get. You get, you get work boots, blue mm-hmm. jeans, and a black uh, polo. That's what you get. Boom. Market. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had any kind of station or company outing or mm-hmm. company event. And so you're yeah. going to see people that I haven't seen in a long time. Cause every time I go over there, it's a very, it's a very different setup than it was pre COVID, which I think is probably the case in a lot of places, a lot of places kind of figured out company wide at different, depending on what, what your company does. But I think a lot of places figured out, all right, do we need to have people into work? Do we need to have them every day? Wow. You know, kind of a, a shuffling, of organizational structure. It was weird with the Christmas parties because you heard about Christmas parties like going away. Yeah. Then they came back, and we had some fun ones. I was uh, I was telling the story about Owen and I, uh, in someone's ear at one of the last oh, ones yeah. before COVID, which was great. Good time. Oh, we were we were loaded. Lo- Owen and I had a good time. We had a good. It was by the way, it wasn't a station sponsored loading. We loaded ourselves. Yes. It was after yeah. hours after the party. Don't even start. But it, it was a good time. It was a very good time. I missed one of our events. I missed the one event for the ages, the fan anniversary or whatever. Oh man, fan anniversary! I the had best. TV and I, I missed out on the whole thing. Fan anniversary was the. I best. was on my way there with man, my. We don't need to discuss with my now wife, and we heard we turned on the radio and heard what was happening, and I said, "I would like to have a future at this station. I don't think it's good that we go." Huh. And we left. It was we fine. turned around. I had a good time. What year was that? Or what was it? A five year? Was it a four year fan anniversary? Yeah, four. So twenty fifteen. My God, yeah. the staff was totally different mm-hmm. <laughs> back then. Yep. Just up and down people that obviously that our listeners wouldn't even know about, like good just time. behind the scenes people. Lizzie and I would not be there. Did we have kids yet? We might have had Axel. No, because you had Axel when they won the championship, right? 
X this was, was before X that. was born in 15. They were in the finals. Uh, uh, sorry, so X then was, was born after. in 15. Yeah, so this was just after. right after. Yeah, but it's been different. I mean, when I was when I was younger, working at other places, I've told you this. Like in Syracuse, we had a gala. I mean, people yeah, dressed to the nines, and there were hundreds of people that that were at this party. This there had there had to be fi- it was like a wedding. Yeah, there was like 500 people at this event, and it was like a wedding. And it was was like all of the sponsors and all of everybody. And it was all you can eat. And everybody got a gift. And I mean, they had to have spent 50 grand at least on this party. And just our place is doing that anymore because they're just looking at bottom line and saying, why, why would we do this? Why would we do this? What is the point? What's our return? Yeah. And the return is supposed to be, well, camaraderie, a fellowship, a community between people that work. Do but pe- I don't know if people think about it that way anymore. Well, <laughs> that's a very, and it is interesting. That is a very, well, I told you I visited my buddy's uh, startup yeah. in Santa Monica. And that was a vacation that I had out there. Yeah. And I walked around. Not only did they recruit me to work there, not even knowing who I was or my prior experience or what field I was in, they recruited people that looked like me. Dressed like yeah. me. They just were like, we want people like this. And we can mold them into whatever we want. Mm-hmm. We could have him do a sales job. We could have him do a marketing job. We could have him do this. And I said, no, guys, I'm, I'm good. I'm just visiting my friend. And it was nonstop people drinking alcohol. It was Thursday. They had keg. They had ping pong. Well, it was a thirsty Thursday, they had food. Food was catered every day. Was, food was catered every day for these people day. at work. Now, they went through rounds of funding, and yeah. they had hundreds of millions of dollars that were just sitting there yeah. that went towards this. They didn't care if they took a loss. And obviously, a lot of the people listening to our show right now, that is not their job. Oh, that I is not their of, job. I have a lot of very strong theories about work. Like, There's certain things I see. Like, we usually have... Lima and I, people don't realize this, we have a routine that plays on the television while we are uh, doing the show um, during certain hours of what plays up there. And then we mix it up every now and then. No more Robin Mead, um, Yeah, no more Robin. Damn it, that's a shame. But um, we have a routine. Now, I'm not going to tell everybody what the routine is because I don't want us to react to something on TV. Yeah. And then people, people will know what we're talking about. And they'll know what we're talking about. Because every now and then we go, jeez, like in the middle of, some, in the middle of nowhere. Um but I saw a story on one of them where it was, uh, it was like, oh, stress in life created because of the gig economy. And I'm like, who thought the gig economy was going to work? Who thought this was going to be a good thing? Like the Christmas party to me, mm-hmm. the holiday party, becomes such a bigger issue about work and about people to me and about your job. And I, I don't know what we're doing in the future of work because you know, people, they love to blame things on millennials. Our generation likes to blame things on millennials. And then we like to blame things on um, what Gen Z is it? Gen Z is that the next generation? That's the the current, yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. And what's what's and then after that, I don't know the names. Am I a baby boomer? The, uh, no, <laughs> you're, no, you're Gen X, aren't you're you? You're part of the. Greatest I'm caught generation. in between two. I was born in '81, so yeah. I'm caught in between. I, two yeah, things. I think you're Gen X. Oh yeah, Gen X doesn't like to do. But, you say the greatest generation? Yes. <laughs> uh, Gen X. Well, there's the greatest generation, and then there's Gen X, and they're both pretty cool. And then you got the us. Greatest, then boomers, then Gen X. Then, yeah. yeah. Bo- honestly, millennials and boomers. Like, I are the feel worst. like I kind of got in a, I got in an argument with my cousin over this. He was born in 80. I was born in 82. Oh. He's like, I'm Gen X and you're a millennial. I'm like, dude, I grew up at a school that didn't have internet. Like, I'm not a millennial. Oh, my God. Millennials. I, I, I'm lucky to understand how technology works. Millennials and boomers, when it comes to a lot of things about society, 
we don't want to admit we're the worst. Like Gen X yeah. is kind of just in the middle, like, why don't you guys just calm down? But then there's millennials like us. And I think millennial because millennials had it harder because of the economy. Because mm-hmm. if you go back to like 2008, and so there's a lot of created things. So like you have the gig economy because of that. But also, I think there's frustration because of the boomers. Because I've brought this up before. I, boomers were boomers were bought, were born into Judas Priest. It feels like as close to a utopian America as you're going to get. A father who could support a child on well, one income, support a family on one income, a mother who could stay home. Now I know it is people a, paying off the dreams that exactly, they had, yes. had established you, in their head. You yeah. didn't have it pounded into you right. that you had to go to college and put yourself a hole deep in debt for a job that you never were really going to get in the first place. And like, like people go, why? Well, it's your fault for getting an art degree. No, you told me I had to go to college or I was going to be a loser, but I'm not good at math and I'm not good at science. And before, when I wasn't good at math and I wasn't good at science, it was okay because I could get a job on a factory floor and be able to feed my family. And then maybe I could get one of them, if they were really good, to go to college and I could afford the American dream. Now you can't do that. So that becomes a big issue. See, this this is uh, this came out of the entire Christmas party conversation or mm-hmm. holiday party, if you want to. Because now you have a generation of Gen Z who, to me, is in who is in work. Now, again, this is an opinion. This isn't right or wrong. And they seem as cynical as ever about employers. And I look at it and I go, man, that's a shame. But I also say, rightfully so. Rightfully so. And do they really want to be a part of, do they want to be a part of camaraderie? Do they want to get that close to, do they want to get close to coworkers as much as they used to? Like, there was a study done about, well, people don't have happy hour anymore as much as they used to. Well, people are drinking less. They people are? Do, yo, they, uh, with, I didn't know that. Oh, with the emergence of craft beer, people are drinking less. They're just drinking better. And that's been known in the, in the beer industry and in the, in the cocktail I did not industry know. for a long time. Well, the, yeah. seltzers the, are down, the seltzers are down 20% well, from last year stock. at this time. Have you seen seltzer stock? <laughs> no, people, uh, people drink less, but they, no. they, also, they also drink better. Well, that's because uh, it gets you quicker, right? Yeah, I mean, so you, you aren't. I was yeah. thinking about that. There's still certain beers, you know, that you can go buy it, depending on where you're at. That they might have a six dollar beer, but that beer's two fifty three bucks. I'm like, give me that one. Well, it's like four point five, mm-hmm. and this other beer's like nine. And people are more health conscious than they used to be. Um, Is but, that true? Oh, I think so. I mean, got. Oh, I had a very dark thought yesterday that I, I might share. Put put a pin in that because I had a very dark thought yesterday that I don't know if I really want to tell you about i was thinking about some things here um i wanted to bring well this people are going to hear that thing are gonna they're probably gonna think i'm nuts but it's true i just think that you know the the thought of the holiday party and what it's become where it was after hours and where everybody comes around and now it's basically like um the tv station hey we're having food all day come on in they wanted me to they wanted me to bring liz in yesterday i'm like you know, we're going to the doctors, right? Like, she's not going to be up to doing that. Mm. And uh, it was like, a, like, oh, well, when I got done with that, I was hungry as a horse. Like, that, like those type of jokes. And she was just tired the rest of the day. Everything came out fine. But with, um, with that, like, it's just become a big lunch. Like, today's going to be a lunch, and that's it. And, you know, that, that's what you do. And I guess it's, it's a camaraderie. It's a chance to get together. It's also a chance to see people and realize, oh, yeah, this is why I work at home most of the time now. You know, that's part of it, too. 
So I don't know. Are people more? I guess it's just led me, Anthony, to a lot of not as many answers, but I guess more questions. You know, are people more introverted now than they they used to be? Don't they have to be because of the pandemic? I think it did, especially in what state you live in. Like yeah, here in Ohio, we kind of got around a little bit, but you know, if you're in California. It was serious ass lockdown in some of them cities. Well, yeah, man. you listen to some of those podcasts that come out of California, and we've been back to living our lives since what you know, late twenty twenty. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those guys were, didn't get back to it until late twenty twenty one. And I mean, you're talking to a guy who, yeah, and I know you can call me whatever you want, triple vax and boosted, just because I'm not going to take any chances with how I look. But the only place I wear a mask indoors in is. Is medical at, is at the hospital, yeah. and yeah, we've I had think to do there that. would be people who live in Santa Monica who would think I'm a crazy person for doing something like that. You were going to say something. I'm sorry. Um, no, I, I, I think there's there's been like a natural <laughs> transition that was happening even before COVID, just because of what the internet did. The internet made it so that we can closely or as close as we can replicate working in an office but doing it cheaper for mm-hmm. businesses. So businesses are like, why would we have this downtown real estate in big metropolises uh, have to worry about how all of our workers and our partners are going to park and get down there every day and be part of that, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday, yeah. sometimes on Saturday, and figure all of that stuff out when we can just have our people at home, their quality of life can go up because they can be around their families and they can structure their lives in a more normal way and not have their nine to five interfere with it. And then here's the catch that they didn't really tell you at the time, but might have been a hidden consequence was that they're going to end up working more. They're going to be at home, but they're going to work more because they're going to be tethered to their cell phone. They're going to have email at their disposal 24 yep. seven. Yep. And like, that's the trade off. Hey, you guys get to work from home. But if I need to make a phone call at 9 o'clock or if we have a West Coast partner that needs to talk to you at 10 o'clock at night, then you have to field that call. The trade-off is you can take your kids to, to school and bring them back home and the things that you couldn't do for yeah. many years. So it's all a trade-off. Within, let me ask you a question. With, more inflation, with inflation going up, and I know that they kind of topped out and there were some positive inflation numbers yesterday, two days ago. Mm-hmm. Would do you think there's a chance to bring back manufacturing jobs that have been shipped overseas? I know we always hear the, the mm-hmm. politicians love to say, "I brought this many yeah. jobs back." Yeah. But do you think we could see a regrowth of uh, of an industrialization of what we've seen in, in in generations past? I mean, you go back to the people bring up the Gilded Age. You go from an agrarian society to what this country became in really just one generation, which was the world's leader in industry. I don't know if you're ever going to get back to that, but could you go, could you get some of that back with, 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 because I wonder how many times when people are looking at the bottom line, when companies are looking at the bottom line and they look at their shipping costs, which have to be through the roof right now. I, 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 they've blown through their budgets because of gas prices this year. Exactly. And with, you know, the unrest that goes on in foreign countries um, mm-hmm. with the inflation that does also go on in foreign countries. You know, is it if we're going to charge more, does it make more sense to have an American product? Can I get away mm-hmm. with charging $14 for something instead of 10 
Because mm-hmm. we're already paying more anyway. We're already charging more anyway to have that co- that have that product made in your manufacturing job here in the United States. I wonder. Uh, yeah, I'm I, I I just I just think that while we can all we we can all pound our chest about American first and and you know doing everything we can for made in in America. That sounds great on paper, and then when, when we see other stuff that's cheaper that's made elsewhere. What's the capitalism element there? What's what's the number one rule? I mean, you're you're going to go with whatever is the most affordable, and that's never going to be our stuff because the the, the workers. I mean, now, unless you want to talk about tariffs and trade agreements and all that, but the reality is that the workers overseas they don't have rights. Our workers here have to have rights, and that's a beautiful thing. That's that that's what we need. We need employers to to make sure that that's the case. Whether these are union jobs or there's great oversight uh, provided by the government, OSHA, whatever that is, whatever Child that is, labor laws for crying out loud. But we don't. They uh, the companies that we like to deal with and partner up with overseas. They just they just don't have those restrictions. So their stuff's always by definition going to be cheaper, even after shipping. It's always going to be cheaper. So the only way to stop that is your trade agreements. Yeah. And that gets very political. That gets well, immensely quickly. political. It's just and and the way that all the economies now hinge on each other. I, I mean, that's I, Thomas Friedman wrote a ton about that. You know, twenty years ago, about the pros and cons to to the world. You know, the world is flat. I think was the title of the book. But he he wrote about the pros and cons of the the way that we do commerce. That's never been easier to start up a company. Like you could, for instance, tomorrow if you wanted to start an app. Okay, and you didn't know anything about coding. You didn't know anything about the marketing of something like that, about the advertising of something like that, about how to get that up and running, uh, to be able to fundraise for that. You can do all that now with help from overseas and at a, at a fraction of the price that it would take to do something here. But that just goes to show you you're not, you're not creating jobs here when you do that mm-hmm. or minimal jobs. So I think you're always going to be striking that balance. There's going to be a balance. And... You know, do you, do you want more of these companies? Like we just were opening up chip plants here across the state of Ohio, and it was a big victory by Mike DeWine. It was a big victory by even some of the Democratic uh, leaders, Sherrod Brown. It, 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 this was huge, bringing a, a chip factory here. But at what cost? What what are they doing? What are the, those companies? It's like it's like getting Hollywood to come here and shoot our films here. Well, why do we do that? Why do we have filmmaking here? Because we don't make them pay taxes. <laughs> So it's the trade-off. It's all the trade-off, all the time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. We, you know, because I, I, I so often think and I get very nervous. What does my what does my son do for a living? Like I, I see the like I brought up with you a second ago. the Influencer. Gig, the gig, and, and so they say so many people want to do that. I'm like, no, by the time my son is. I, I imagine when television first started, a lot of people thought they were going to be television stars or mm-hmm. radio stars. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think they're going to be influencers. And I go, it's just like everything else. Humans will pick the very best and the rest of you are just left with nothing. And so if my son ever says, oh, which I'm sure he will at some point, says he wants to be an influencer. Okay, well, I also said I wanted to be in radio and TV, and I'm sure my dad kind of was like, okay, whatever. But he still supported me in it. So if he wants to try to do that, fine, whatever. But at the same time, there has to be something that is real, something that they can latch on to. And I get worried about it. Like, I, I, I read the gig economy stuff, and I go, I didn't, I never thought it could be real anyway. Like, people still yearn for steady pay. Yeah. Whether it's, whether it's high pay or medium pay or even steady, at least there's something there that you know is coming in. I told you about what my grandfather said. My grandfather, at one point, had a, had a high-paying job at Republic Steel, but he was getting laid off yeah. constantly. And they'd bring him back, and he'd get laid off, and he was bringing him back. And finally got tired of it. He took a job as a custodian at Canton City Schools. And my dad tells me a story about how my grandmother just ripped him up and down. And was upset about it because it was so much less money. And I don't know if it was actually my grandmother. It might have been his first wife. And it was just to him, it's steady work. Instead of, we have all this money, but I have nothing to show for it because it all goes out the door because I don't know when the next paycheck's coming in. So he didn't know. And my grandfather, you know, to his credit, did a lot with not a, He did a lot with very little because he was not a smart man. Um, he was street smart, but he did not you know, bookishness and things like that. He did not finish high school. He didn't, I don't know if he finished middle school, um, depression and things like that. The great depression, things like that. Um, so I look at it now and I go, where, where is life for those people? You know, well, so, uh, I mean, it's yesterday. So I, my, my, um, my, uh, kitchen is completely torn up. Yeah. We've got people working on it. Thanks to the fine people at floors with AZ. They're doing the backsplash, the counters, they're doing everything. And the floors are going to be next. And I'm talking to the guy over the well, last they do the, three they days. Do the backsplash in the kitchen. They're area. doing it all. And so I am I am talking to the guy because I get bored at home. We can't use our kitchen anyway. No. I don't want to just watch TV. So I'm making a conversation with the guy that is doing most of the install over the last few days. And I'm just picking his brain. I love doing this. I love hearing about where people are in life, what they're doing, what's their family situation. And it's it's a gen- in those situations, I'm being genuine. When I'm out and about, there are times when I'm not so genuine and I don't care. It's just passing the time. Coming. But this this was a situation where I was I really wanted to know what led him to doing this work. How busy is he? How much does he have to do? He says nobody's doing this stuff like this 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 painstaking tiling. We got the, these these glass tiles that need to be cut. They need to be put up. 
but the, the, we have a wavy wall. So he has these, all this finessing that this gentleman has to do. And I asked him about, you know, how he, how long it took him to get the expertise to do this and whether or not what the need is for people like him. He goes, my God, he goes, I tell so many people they can make a killing doing this. And I saw what that guy's house looks like. I know where he lives. I know what schools his kids go to after spending the last three days with this guy, and it's worked out really well for him. Yeah. How do you tell a high schooler who may not have college in his future, hey, did you know that you could do this painstaking work and really do it professionally and do such a good job on it and then have your side gigs on Saturdays to, to, to even supplement more yeah, in yeah. terms of income yeah. where you could really come out ahead? How are you going to convince somebody to do that? Because... This guy tries to tell people to do it, and no one wants to do it, and there's no one that'll do it. My, I think it's, he's making a I killing. Think it's got to be the generation though that's ahead of you. I think it's. I really do. It's so. It's so cliche. I think it's got to start at the home, doesn't it? Like my parents. My dad worked his ass off at a job he hated. I've told you that story a million times. So going, just getting into college was everything mm. for him for me. And I get. I got a two five in high school. It wasn't outstanding and again i had a art bachelor of arts degree that's whatever and i happen to be able to fall into this so it, it technically it's worked out but if i if i wasn't able to do that like my backup was supposed to be coaching and and teaching and it's like what type of warped brain did i have at that time mm. where teaching is not supposed to be a, a, a no backup a backup it's not supposed to be a catch-all i mean that's terrible to think of i'm ashamed to admit it but it's supposed at, to be your passion, yeah, your life's work to I, help others. But I see my sons, <laughs> and I, I do, I get very worried. I go, I do not want them to think that they have to go to college. Like, if Axel is, is smart and bright and, and has a future and, and something that works, then fine. If Jonah and Eli are the same way, then fine. But I don't want to do that. I want it to be different if I just... I, my dad knows how to do everything Owen knows how to do because Owen went to the air. Mm. Not everything that Owen knows how to do. My dad doesn't know how to work on airplanes for crying out loud. But my dad knows how to and do. And we will have him in next week with a Cessna, <laughs> and we will do all the stuff of home improvement. My father knew, and he still knows. And I grew up with none of that because <laughs> it was you don't need to know it. Your focus mm. is all this stuff that I don't need to know. I don't need. I did not need to use. Now I own a home. You know what? There's things that I've had to learn, and I'm like, I wish I would have been taught that when I was 12 years old. I wish somebody would have given me a boring-ass book and sat there, and I go, those options were available, but I was just told that those kids who did that, I hate to say it, were losers. They weren't losers. They weren't all burnouts. They all graduated high school without debt, and they went into apprenticeships, and they made more money than I ever did ever before this, and probably still do now. And they all did, never had to be, did, never had to deal with Sally Mae pounding away at their door and calling them up and threatening to put a lien on their house or things like that. They never had to deal with that. And so that's what I kind of want for my boys. And I think that's what you're going to want for your daughter or whatever. And surely Owen is the same. I, I, I imagine Owen is the same way because Owen lived that way. You know that, I, and I, I just worry. I, I'm just amazed at the about amount what their future is about what the, what is what is steady work. The, the sheer amount of people that are 2040 between the ages of 20 and 28 who are rudderless, who have no idea where they're going. They may have started a career, a career that is has as zero in the way of gratif- gratification, that zero in the way of building for something. We talk about 
what's a good investment, uh, the difference between a career and a job. These are themes that always come up. Um, I, I know someone particularly on my on my wife's side of the family that is really having trouble. She's been laid off. She had a great job, high paying job, got laid off, and now she's just she's made too much money. And now the jobs that she is trying to get, she she is having trouble getting, and she'd have to go back down. Boy, that's the worst thing ever, right? Yeah. You you get to this point yeah. where you're making really good money, and now you're going for things that you are way overqualified for. But you're running out of options, and you are worried about, I'm not, not building anything towards a retirement now. Yeah. Did I choose the wrong career path? Like, the amount of people in our country from the ages of 20 and 28, maybe all the way up to 30, really, that have no course of action here is very scary and not good for the economy. It's not good at all, the, 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 the domino effect that that produces. I can't imagine. I... Eh, it's getting dark. We're brought to you by Extend, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. And that's why you bring back Christmas parties. You, you know what I thought about? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not to the line yet. That would have been right there, but we can't do it. You know what I thought about yesterday? So I'm in the hospital. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a quick in and out thing and all that stuff. And um, I was thinking, of all things, I was thinking about, I was reading, I was looking at my phone because I'm in the waiting room and I'm, I'm looking at my phone. I'm reading all these stories about Mike Leach, right? Massive heart attack, 61. Boom, that's it. Um, and I started thinking about it. And I go, what if he would have lived? You know, what type of quality of life is that? This, that, and the other. And I go, you know, Mike Leach, I'm sure I'm sure he didn't do everything he could to take care of himself. This is the feel-good part of the podcast he today. Was a, he was a football coach. that Football coaches usually take care of themselves at some level. They have to. They have to now, be in a routine. I've tried to take care of myself much better recently, but I ain't gonna lie to anybody. I was I've been very ill over the last month, and it's just been a it's just been a, a glorified cold and flu, is what happened. And my doctor said I got sick with two things at once, so I've been battling through that. And then this damn back issue that I thought was going to be taken care of, and the problem, the worst thing about it, what makes it frustrating is I did it while exercising. I did it on the assault bike. Ain't that a <laughs> Ain't that about a bitch? And I, this is the dark feeling I had. Where I know we, I know there's technically a healthcare system that's in a way, mm-hmm. quote unquote, universal. Mm-hmm. Do I deserve? <laughs> say I have a bad, say I have a bad incident and I have a heart mm-hmm. attack. Do I deserve to be kept up on? Like I, look, I look at myself and I go, I've done, I've made no, like I look at you, right? If Lima had a heart attack, right? And they go, oh, Jesus, you know, he's, he's not in great shape, but you know, he'll, he'll be okay. He's just, it's going to be a long road back for Anthony. It's going to be a very long road back if ever. But needs a liver transplant. But you look at him and you go, Anthony would deserve care. Now I know Anthony's done his fair share of partying, but Anthony goes for runs and Anthony works out. And Anthony watches what he eats, and he takes care of himself. And by all, for all intents and purposes, even though you've done your fair share of partying, you should live a nice long life. You should. Is that really how it works all the time, it, though? That's that's why people work out, don't they? They don't work out so they die at forty. Yeah. They work out so they live until they're ninety. That's why they do it. Boy, I've n- I've never thought actively that that's why I've worked out. Though you may be intrinsically in there, 
somewhere. That's why I started like, the benefit of that's it. That's why I started yeah, working I out again in the, the first place. difference between a guy who's was overweight oh, at a younger age and is, a guy who was not though, because mm-hmm. I. Anthony's mentioned before, like the endorphin rush and that type of stuff that he gets from the runs, from going on the feeling good, yeah, not the, the actual, yeah. not the yeah. other runs, not and not the runs to the dealer either. Yeah. The, but the the actual working out to to get something out of it that day, yeah, of course you want to look better, look, but you know from a from a vanity standpoint and somebody who was single for so long, yeah, I've heard so many people say once they met their wives, they just let themselves go. I've had a lot of people say that was going to happen I've to me. I've let myself go several times. Uh, I have absolutely. <laughs> I've absolutely gained the most amount of weight in my life over the last year. It hadn't happened in 25 but years. You don't look like this guy. You don't look like me. Well, I don't. I, that's well, probably not in my cards. I, I I'm built differently. He did for 40 years, also, not let that happen too. But there's also a lot of. But I think people just don't do enough self reflection. Where I might do too much self reflection on certain cases, because Tone, I look at it and I go, Do I? If I were to have a heart attack right now. Do I deserve it? No, you, do you don't deserve it. I have to live after no. a heart do I deserve, attack? Do I deserve, like, resuscitation? What the hell are we doing? It's like saying, do, do you, I deserve do you deserve to die of COVID because you have other Think issues? Think about it. Think about this. Think about, I'm not talking about, like, people There are like people on the internet celebrating each other's deaths for their political beliefs. That's, I, that's not what I'm saying. But you got dumped that. I just, <laughs> I just said, I could try to stop it, and it still came out. Don't. I knew it was happening. Okay, okay. I was going to say, that was blanking weird that people did that. <laughs> Three, I do not understand that. Two, I didn't even notice. That's yeah. how bad that was. Oh, I heard that, That's how comfortable we are right now. Oh. Three, two, one. So there's people on the internet. Like celebrating each other's deaths over their political beliefs because we politicize COVID mm. and things like that. But if I die, if I had a heart attack, like, and you look back at it and you go, well, what did he do to take care of himself? Like, I used to work out hard, and then I hurt my back, and then I stopped. Then I got married. Then I ballooned. Look at me. And then I started working out again. I hurt my back. And now, I, I mean, I can't, if I gain any more weight, I'm going to be in serious trouble. So I can't do that. And so now... It's this, it's this thought of, well, do I, if we have this healthcare system that's under a quote unquote strain, mm-hmm. which it is with the people they employ, but the people in charge of it put them in in a strain, because yeah. they're not going to cut their salaries to make sure that there's more nurses and things mm-hmm. like that. Do I then deserve to put the strain on the healthcare system? Do I des- do I deserve to put the strain on the nurse- nursing care system? Like, does Anth- if Anthony Lima and I are in the same nursing home years from now, Anthony deserves better care than I do. No. I'm the one who loaded myself I mean, with butter and just, sugar for 70 you're years. You're just wrong on that, though. I'm wrong? Yeah. Tell me why. It's America. It's a civil freedom that we have, that this country has decided together through a voting system that we will. True. That, That's true. But in the, in the so, land, in the land of what's actually fair. <laughs> Right. Who deserves but, better? Tra- but who deserves this is not care? land of fair. This is what is deserved and what is right. There's a difference. I had to just look this up because I had forgot. This was a huge debate in 2009, and and during the uh, what was the closest presidential election? I'm, what was that? This was death panels. Yeah, Do you remember the yeah. death yeah, the panel Obama death panels? That I totally forgot about this. That we were having active conversations in terms of political policy. On whether or Always not uncomfortable, you can't turn this off. This is good stuff. No, I mean I've absolutely decided between the two of you who I'm saving and who I'm killing. And oh. I think we all know what's oh, that's a it's te- Lima. It's gotta that, be Anthony. That's a tease for the next podcast. Well, it's gotta be Lima. 
Um, but no, I think you, but, but okay. I'm not going to lie. Like I have absolutely, I, I've thought about this before. I will sit there with Sarah who she was, she won the Cleveland marathon. Okay. She has lived a life of relative to everybody. She has lived a life of, of really good health. She's yes. watched what she's watched. She's watched what she's eaten. She's made sure to, to, to stay physically but fit. She's, she's taken she's clean, trained clean living to, to an extreme. Well, not to only some. to extreme, but it's her life. Like that yeah. became her lifestyle. Yeah, at some point, at some point, I would say so. She's, she's the training reason- for the uh, for 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 the you know qualifying for the Olympic. What do you call it? The Olympic qualifiers, yeah. trials, yeah. the trials. Yeah. yeah, she did all that. So that's stuff that meant a lot to her. So we will sit down at a restaurant, and we do eat like pigs at a restaurant. I know people won't believe that, but we won't do it every night. But when we go, we eat like pigs. And then we'll look at other people and we'll judge. It's terrible. It's a terrible thing that I, I catch myself doing all the time, which is judging others. But then, of course, when I know people that are having issues, uh, it's a completely different story. When you know people, you're like, oh, well, I understand. I understand that. You don't do the judging. So I'm, I'm being a total hypocrite, obviously. Uh, I mean, Sarah's asked about Ken before, and I've, I've t- asked about somebody else we used to work with, too. That I think struggles way more than anybody here. What did she ask about me with? About about your your journey. What did she about say? your weight loss journey? What did she asked just what you're doing. She goes. He doesn't look good. What is he doing? She 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 wants to know when it comes to anybody we know. Like, what are they doing? Are are they happy with where they're at? That's always the first question. Are they happy? Mm-mm. And I I think that's always a complicated question. I'm not happy. Tell her I'm not happy. A lot of people say they're happy, and are they really no, truly happy? I'm, I'm telling you the damn. I truth. mean that no. happened, guys. That happened a lot during COVID, where a lot of people, for whatever reason, decided they were happy enough with how they were, and they're no longer. A lot of those people are no longer with us, for whatever reason. Hmm. I mean that's a totally different thing. But she's asked, and I I don't want to get caught like the judging thing. I don't want to go down Bill Maher territory where Bill Maher, who you know I am a but disciple I, of his philosophy. I agree with Bill Maher but on Bill that. But Bill Maher is like, I don't care. I, I, don't, I don't feel bad for people who are not trying to get their lives under control. Because I look at him as he's talking to me. Now, I, I would look at this differently. Bill Maher has never been fat. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's taken care of himself in that way. But he might never have gotten fat. He, anyway, yeah. Either, yeah, he's, he never would have gotten fat. This is my thing. Like I always said, if I ever lost weight, if ever, because it's to me, it's it's become a it's become a bothersome thing to me, because of all the things that I do. One day you said something, and it was it stuck with me. And this is a few years ago, and you and I said something about losing losing it, and you just said, "Oh, you could do it if you wanted to." He goes, "You, you said you have a willpower with everything," and I said, "Yeah." I guess I could. I just, I just never have, and it's true. Like I like to drink. I enjoy mm. drinking, but if someone said I couldn't have a drink again, I, I'd be, I wouldn't be. I would like, man, I'd miss drinking every now and then, but I probably wouldn't drink again. I wouldn't just have to have a drink. Same thing with cigars. And then you get to that, and I'm like, why do I not have the willpower with that that I have with everything else in my life? Why do I not have control with that like I do everything else in my life? Why is that? And so that tends to bother me so much. And then I hear what you know what Bill Maher says about it, and I said, to make change, I have to be shamed isn't the word, but there has to be a point of shock, doesn't there? 
doesn't there have to be something that makes me want to change? Because if people tell me, Ken, it's okay, no. Ken, you look fine, Ken, this and that, then am I ever going to change? Get, people get to a point of no return, but it has to be on their own terms. It has to be on their own terms. That's, yeah, that's what scares me. And not me everybody's psychology is the exact same on this, but... Well, we ran out of time, Kane, because I have a conference call that I have to go to. <laughs> oh, you got you, what, you got high school football, college football? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Well, we'll pick it up. Probably never. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.